Peter Stern founded his sports consultancy, Strategic, out of his apartment on 54th Street and Park Avenue in 1996, and the agency recently celebrated its 25th anniversary. Peter Stern was named to Sports Business Journal's 40 Under 40 class in 2006, and today he joins us on SBJ's iFactor from his office in South Norwalk, Connecticut. Peter, thanks for joining us. Hey, great to be with you today. Thank you. You know, on the iFactor, we always start in the beginning. And word has it, your father had a real influence on your career as an entrepreneur. Talk a little bit about the influence he had and what he did. Yeah, no question. You know, my father was in the retail shoe business. And so I had the benefit of kind of a hands-on, you know, NBA, so to speak, at a very young age. I used to open and close stores by myself. I traveled to New York with him. Uh, and it really had a, a lasting impression on me in terms of how to work with people and sort of a frontline view of, of running a business. And he had, I, I think Terry Lefton reported uh, in his look at you uh, a few months ago, about 26 stores, uh, one, I think the largest shoe dealer in Ohio, correct? That's right. Um, men's shoe store. Um, we carried uh, dress shoes as well as, you know, Nike's Adidas athletic shoes. Um, but a really interesting ride to watch him sort of grow his business and then go up against, you know, big category killers and, you know, finding ways to survive. Sounds a little bit like uh, our agency. Yeah. I, and I think that, you know, did that instill a sales mentality in you at a young age? Did you always know you wanted to stay in sales? I would say, that it, you know, it really instilled a sort of a hustle mentality and uh, a deep work ethic. You know, when I started the agency, I rented an office from uh, my friend Peter Olowski at Getty Images for $500 a month. And I'd go in there from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And, and grind it out. So I think the work ethic stuck with me. You know, growing up uh, in Ohio, you went to the Ohio State University. You know, after school, you, I think your first stop was at a place called One Stop Events. So was sports in the back of your mind, Peter, or what was the career goal? Always sports, you know, when I was in college, even before the movie Jerry Maguire, I thought I wanted to be a sports agent and I was going to go to law school and then had sort of some side dealings with an agent and, you know, ultimately decided that maybe the management side wasn't for me and, and really wanted to work my way into marketing. So I had a stack of rejection letters, Abe, like this of firms when you used to send out letters and not get, you know, emails back. And started off in, you know, event marketing and then worked my way to media and then eventually, you know, started my own own agency. Right, because the media stop, I believe you were at Cats Media, you were selling radio spots. Is that correct? Correct. I was in a really small sports division. Uh, we were representing radio rights holders and teams that had their own media in-house. Um, but that was sort of my first taste of the, the industry. And then going out on your own which you did, like we said, at the top of the show in 1996. I think you borrowed your mom's computer and your sister's coffee table. Like, what did you want strategic to be? And what did you want it to be about and serve? And what did you want it to, to serve in the industry? Yeah, well, you've got a good memory or you've done your homework. Um, yeah, all of that's true. You know, borrowed um, some supplies from my family. Uh, I won't get into as much why um probably lack of funds 
But, you know, like a lot of consultants, I was on sort of the property sales side. And then the idea was go over to the consulting side and bring sort of the secrets from the other side of the business. You know, I went to the New York Business Library. I read books for three months, how to run an agency, and then just, you know, hung out my, my shingle. Just you. And so for early wins, early signs that, hey, I think this, this agency can make it, were what? Well, one of the books that I read was about, you know, Bill Marriott. And he always talked about, you know, having customers drop sort of feedback into the, the box when they check out. So I decided before I started the agency, I'd go out and ask some existing relationships what they might be looking for. And sure enough, um, a company that became GlaxoSmithKline just so happened to lose their sports marketing expert. I raised my hand in the meeting and said, I can do that. And they became our first client and uh, they're still with us here today. And other key wins early in your career would have been what? Was there ever a time, Peter, where you just didn't think it was going to work? Or did, once you got that first client, you just had an upward trajectory? I know it's challenging, but you always felt like you could make this work. You know, I'm in my apartment by myself, right? And the phone rings and it's the Kraft family. And they said to me, hey, we kind of like to keep the secrets in the house. You know, we're a smaller organization and we're not looking for a global firm. Why don't you come to Boston? And I've been a bit brainwashed by reading all those books. And I said, I'm sorry, you know, there's a conflict to be in both sides. I hung up the phone. I called my friend at Fox Sports in LA. And he said, you know what? You're a, a uh, I won't say it on, on, on our interview here, but, but he used a, a four letter word to describe me. And he said, everyone makes money in the NFL. You better go to Boston. So I did that the next day. And that was how I started the agency, property representation and corporate consulting brands. And today we only represent brands. And so you represent brands. I know you've done some interesting things like with uh, Labatt uh, around pond hockey. Of course, uh, ball corporations, big deal at the Denver arena. Uh, those are some other big wins for your business. Absolutely. No, I mean, I always joke we've done everything from, you know, bowling and bass fishing to the Beijing Olympics. So as you can imagine, for 25 years, uh, we've touched a lot of the industry, but our niche is really big blue chip brands. And, you know, we tend to play a lot more in stick and ball sports as well as supporting uh, entertainment and lifestyle initiatives for, for brands. During 25 years, though, there must have been, there were, same in any business, ups and downs. We had recessions. We had economic headwinds a lot of the times. As a leader, how did you persevere what were the more challenging aspects of being an entrepreneur and having your own shop and hiring people? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, you got you to gotta follow your gut. And I remember, you know, early on, you know, the Kraft family spoke about their business, which was, you know, corrugated and paper industry. And the only way to separate yourself is sort of through service. I remember when we had an Atlanta office for five years and we worked with the Richardson family, they said to me, you know, if it ever gets great, just walk away. So I think taking the high road and reputation above all else um, has really served uh, our agency well and flexibility. And when you, you know, I think you mentioned you're in South Norwalk speaking to us today at that office. You probably have a dozen, but you have other people in other parts of the country. Like, what did you look for in terms of the qualities of the people you hired as you were growing strategic? What skill sets 
what attitudinal sets did you want? Yeah, great, great question. Because at the end of the day, you know, I always remind people, you know, these desks and computers won't win us any business. You know, this is a relationship business. And, you know, my grandmother used to always say, you know, at the end of the day, you know, start with people that are smart and that have the, the right attitude. So, you know, I start right there. If I've got someone that's a whip and they, they've got positive energy and, and they want to win, you know, we can help shape them, mold them. But at the end of the day, I'm also looking for an X factor. You know, are they bringing something additive to the agency that we don't have today? You know, we don't have all the answers and we're very much a, a collaborative group. Any red flags in the interview process that are just deal breakers for you? Oh yeah, well, there's a, there's a lot of red flags, but you know, I think at the end of the day, you can poke holes when people are probably trying to, uh, you know, stretch a little bit more than what they've done in their, their career. But, you know, we spend a lot of time, you know, checking out referrals and, and, you know, using other due diligence to try to get it right. We don't always get it right, but culture is, is a big part of, of winning. When you, you know, look at your 25 years, just in having your own agency, but you also had experience in the sports industry prior to that. Peter, how do you see the sports industry evolving? How has it evolved as we sit here in 2022? What is more important? What is more, I would say, vital to have in any sports strategy uh, than it was, say, 10, 15, 20 years ago? Yeah, great question. I mean, I'll put a little bit of my lens, you know, obviously on, on an answer, you know, at the end of the day, even bigger than the sports industry, what, what a time to be in business. I mean, look at all the disruption that's, that's happening. And for us, as, as you know, Abe, you know, I started a digital innovation lab about seven years ago, and we were sort of out front of, you know, technology and, and digital first marketing. So, you know, for us, it starts with sort of engagement and behavior. And I think when you look what's happening with technology, with mobile, um, to me, someone that's sort of savvy in that area and understands consumer behavior is, is critical today. Yeah, because I mean, the I would say the digital and content marketing part of our world these days is so much more advanced than just even five, seven years ago, because like consumers can shake and curate their own story and storytelling so important, not just for the brands, but for the properties as well, unlike ever before. 100%. I mean, all these new forms of distribution, you know, athletes have become media channels in their own right. Um, consumers, the power of influencers, it all, it all works together. And, you know, in a really cool way, it challenges our, our industry to sort of Think, think differently, which is, you know, at this sort of unique place that we're at. We'll return to this great conversation after a quick break. Uh, as a leader, as a leader of people, staff, like what are the attributes of a leader that you find so important? What are the attributes of uh, leaders that you've respected? What are those attributes, Ben? Sure. I mean, you know, I think someone who is a good listener, obviously, um, you know, the ability to have sort of emotional intelligence, you know, maybe not too high, not, not too low when you face sort of those times when maybe, you know, you're in a crunch and you, you need to make a, a critical decision. Um, I found that, you know, the higher up you go, you know, you tend to find sort of nicer people, better quality, um, 
maybe folks that haven't run over people to to get to the top. I mean, those are some of the things that, you know, you know, stick out for me. And then obviously, you know, super smart. Like there's a reason that some of those leaders that you meet are sitting in the in the seats that they're in. And I think you said an interesting thing there. A lot of it is treating people, you know, with, with respect and treating people and not bulldozing uh, individuals. And, you know, we see it across different industry where, you know, you know, this, the way that people uh, interact and act towards others can be a little bit uh, uncomfortable or disarming or not the, really the way you want to uh, lead. And so you learn from that and you try to not to certainly follow that model. A great point. I mean, look, early in my career, especially when you're, you know, sitting by yourself and it's you against the world, you, you tend to probably be more aggressive. And, you know, there are probably some negotiations that I wish I would have handled differently or, or maybe not being as, you know, heavy handed, which doesn't mean that you're not always fighting for your client. But I remember once, you know, an NFL team partner said to me, hey, you get more with you know, sugar than vinegar. And I've, I've found that to be true. And, you know, one of the things that I love about our industry is, you know, how we sort of work together and you make the ecosystem go. And so with that, how has your style changed over the years? I'll try to understand someone's personality before I, I engage with them and understand, you know, what makes them tick. Um, in addition, you know, partnership is definitely overused, but, you know, a friend of mine uh, who was a client, you know, Jimmy Burnett at Fox Sports once, you know, used to remind me never to take everything off the table. And, you know, I think there's to be something to be said for that. So, yeah, I think I've, I've, I've evolved in terms of working with, with people and understanding, you know, their challenges on their side. And boy, if, if you needed a wake up call from that, it was for that. It was the pandemic. Right. Right, right, and you mentioned Jimmy Burnett. What a legend, uh, certainly in the sports business circles over the years. How's your business changed post-pandemic? Um, you know, I, I think we've come out of it uh, really strong. Look, I mean, you know, there's still a ton of media fragmentation, people trying to figure out how to get to audiences. We talked about technology changing behavior, and look, you, you don't have to look far at the value of what, you know, sports rights contracts are doing to see the value of sports content and you know how strong our industry is which isn't to mean that there's not you know headwinds and and you're always navigating but i think our industry is has done pretty well now let's get to some quick hitters as we talk about you how do you get away from it all i know you work hard you certainly as a leader of an organization i'm sure it's seven days a week but how do you get away from it all and decompress yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's it's family. I know, Abe, you've met my wife, Carly. I've got two kids for 15 and 13 in a short window to be with them. So staying connected is really important. I mean, I'm a classic weekend warrior, right? Like, I love to be out on the water, whether it's, you know, paddleboard, kayak, golf, tennis, biking, um, just, you know, being active and, you know, great days to be tired at the end of the day for me and, and, and feeling productive. Sounds like a mini Olympics there. I'm impressed, that's awesome. And then how about this? When you get young people, or I'm sure you have friends, uh, friends of family, clients, Peter, meet with my uh, son or daughter uh, and they want your job or they wanna work in the sports business. What advice do you give them? Well, I love someone who tells me they want my job. So that's great on, on, a, lot of, on a lot of levels, but 
you know, I always try to make time for people coming up because people did that for me. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that I tell them. I tell them, you know, a few stories sort of around, you know, persistence. Um, I try to talk to them about how they can really separate themselves, you know, in a job interview. Um, I always, with our interns that we we have, make sure that they do a presentation with me um, and give them direct feedback. Because again, I'm not their mom or dad, you know, I can, I can tell them sort of real world what it's like. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoy that, that part of our business, um, spending time with college students or folks coming up. Yeah, I would agree. It's great to see them uh, as, aspire to be in the business and watch their professional development. Now, when we asked you in 2006, when you were named to 40 Under 40, and we asked you your dream job, what do you think it was? Do you recall? I'm pretty sure it was the owner of the Cleveland Browns. You nailed it. It was the owner of the Cleveland Browns. Is that still a goal of Peter Stearns? No, I've always joked with my wife that, you know, going back to Cleveland and uh, bringing a Super Bowl trophy for the Browns would be uh, would be a, a dream. So. Well, I love how your team fandom continues. I see the Ohio State University looks like Jersey in the background. We know your Browns fandom as well. But if you were to, let, let's end on this one. Uh, because you've been in the business, like I said, a long time. And in your mind, help me finish this sentence. The sports industry needs to do a better job of? I think it's a lot of what you do a great job covering. I mean, you know, you think about, you know, diversity, female empowerment, you know, those really bubble up um, for me. So that would be that would be the area that I'd focus on. And a sports business story that you're keeping very close eyes on, something that you think is very important or influential right now is? I think it's sort of everything that's happening with streaming and, you know, media consumption and, you know, the, the tech companies moving into our space. And so, Peter Stern, any last words for the sports industry as we sign off on the iFactor today? No, look, it's great being with you, Abe. I mean, you guys do a great job covering the industry. Uh, it's an industry that I love with with great people and uh, feel incredibly fortunate, you know, to have had a career uh, and still have and still have a job in, in, in our industry. Well, you certainly still have a career. 25 years of strategic. Peter Stern, a 2006 member of SBJ's 40 Under 40 class, speaking to us from his office in South Norwalk, Connecticut. Peter, thanks for joining us on the iFactor. Continued success, and we'll see you down the road. Thanks, Abe.